They don't hear you crunching in the mic either. <laughs> That's not bad. Don't, you won't pick up from here. No, it should be good. Should you sit more like here? Yeah, you want to be. Wait, no, no, the mics. Yeah, my bad. I thought it was like speaking in the pop filter there. My right bad. There. But just try to turn towards me while you talk. How, how, like, how close? Like, how can you pass like, I'm going like this when I talk. Like, I'm up in it. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I want to say thanks to everybody who listened to the last episode featuring Nick Seguin. Thanks a lot for coming on and, um... Looking forward to catching up with you down the road, seeing how the gym is going. So now we're on to episode 12, featuring a recurring guest and introducing a new character to the table. So we've got the homie, you'll remember him from episode 2, to Infinity Wars and beyond. The homie D.I.G., a.k.a. Derek Gregoire. Say what's up to the people. Good afternoon, everyone. The iconic intro. And now we've got this guy that... If you don't know him, you've heard of him on the pod. The infamous, polarizing, Bassam Issa. Say what's up to the people. Yo, 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 it's Bassam. Hey, alright, so we're happy to bring you on. Similarly to episode 2 where we had Derek on, we'll be talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we'll begin by circling back to our previous podcast together where we went on to share our predictions for Infinity Wars which proved to be, for the most part, incorrect. Our main topic of discussion was that we believe that either Captain America or Iron Man would be killed in this movie. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, maybe go back to the first episode where we talked about our predictions. I'm sure you have seen it by now. But both, the, both those characters made it through the film. Now, in my opinion... I feel like Iron Man's story came to a full, a complete circle. His arc had been completed in that movie. And I thought watching it, especially watching it the second time, that they would have been better served to just kill Iron Man. In the, on the fight scene on Titan with Thanos, from the first scene, the first thing we get from Iron Man is that he's talking to Pepper about that he had a dream that they had kids together, or that she was pregnant, something like that. So what that tells me, especially having seen it a few times now, is that he's starting to think past the Iron Man character. He's on to Tony Stark, the Stark legacy with Pepper. And um, yeah, I think the whole movie shifts from he's out alone in space knowing that he might not come back to Earth, which if you've seen the trailer for the next Avengers, which we'll get into later, we know that he's going to come back. Something, Someone like Captain Marvel is going to save him or whatever. We'll get to that later. And that he's a father figure to Spider-Man in space again. He told Spider-Man not to come to space, but he he didn't listen to him. He came anyways. So yeah, I think that pretty much sums up Iron Man's character. His arc had come to a completion, in my opinion. And then in the fight scene, watching it, where he's busting out all his weapons, like a last resort to try to beat this god, Thanos the man. He had nothing on him. And it was a sick fight scene. And I feel like on that one-on-one clash... That should have been his death scene. And I thought it was. When I saw it for the first time, I was like devastated. But it would have been a great way for him to go, in my opinion. What do you think about that? So I'll take this one first. So I just want to say that, yes, that was an excellent fight scene. Um, one thing that I think that they did really well is that 
they threw pretty much everything they had at him, like even to the point where like when Tony was fighting him, he was going toe to toe with him and just throwing everything he had at him. And all he got was like one drop of blood from it. So they were pretty much ineffective against him. And I remember when I watched the movie, when you're in the theater in that scene where as soon as he kind of grabs the sword that Tony has, you're like, oh, it's over. It's done. And then he stabs him with it. And you're like, oh, it's done. He's it's over for him. I would not have liked that death, and here's why. It wouldn't have really had an effect that his death should. Like, I want his death to be like a sacrificial death, you know? So, like, let's say if he would have made it to the end of the movie, made it back to Wakanda, if he would have, like, kind of sacrificed himself so they could kind of get Vision away or something like that, that would have been something that I would like better because it would have been more impactful. That death kind of would have just been, like, a death to kind of kill someone in that moment. If you're going to kill anyone in that moment, let's kill a lesser character, like a Nebula, perhaps. <laughs> if you guys go back to the first pod, you'll uh, you'll see all the characters that we don't necessarily like <laughs> to be kind. Um, but yeah, just I just think that that wouldn't have been a good place to kill him. And uh, in the next movie, definitely going to die, but I think we'll touch on that a little bit later. So Sam, do you want to add anything there? Uh, yeah, so before I actually answer your question, um, I want to say that Pepper Potts, I hate her, and I think <laughs> I wish she would have died in that first movie. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, but I, I do agree with you guys that the fight scene was actually uh, is spectacular, but I don't think that death would have. I don't know. I don't think f- for Tony Stark that wouldn't have been a good death for him because of what Derek said exactly. Like, if he if he if he just got clapped like any other character, like. Uh, like Falcon, no, he's he's worth so much more to the actual MCU. So, so the fact that they did keep him alive is means that they're probably gonna they're gonna off him off in a in a better way. And in the trailer, when he's in that spaceship or whatever, who's a uh, he stole the Guardians of the Galaxy's uh, spaceship? Yeah, well, he didn't steal it. He didn't dead. steal it. They're they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no one to steal it from. But uh, no, I think that's. That whole situation he's in. Have you guys ever watched The Martian? Yes. Yeah. I think that whole situation he's gonna he's in is gonna be better than the entire Martian movie. Like he's at his his last hope. Uh, doesn't know what to do. He's sending these messages back to Pepper. Uh, but I think he's gonna get out of it. I don't think he's gonna die in the spaceship no, for sure. That would like we'd rather just see him get killed by Thanos and him to just die no, in the spaceship. No, exactly. But right? I think the way he solves. That problem he's in in that that movie is gonna blow everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. And I think like just from seeing that trailer, we talked about it before, Derek and I. I think that that trailer is like the first fifteen minutes of Avengers Four, and oh, I think he'll yeah. get out of it real quick, of the spaceship, in my opinion. The one thing that I like about that scene is it's kind of a callback to the first Iron Man movie where he's in a cave, doesn't have much at his disposal, and he figures a way out to get out of that. So this will be a good way to show like just how far he's come, that he'll be able to, with basically nothing, find his way out of that. I think it's more realistic that he finds a way to kind of extend his time, because he said like the oxygen is supposed to run out the next day or yeah, something like that. Yeah, the next day. I think he's going to find a way to extend his, his, his time, but he's not going to find a way to get himself out of space. There's only so much that you can do with broken parts. He can't generate rocket fuel from... His 
He's got Nebula, so he can Bodily just that apart. True, I, I forgot to... Yeah, Nebula was in that Just use uh, her parts craft. as some sort of a... I don't know. But, uh. <laughs> It'd be a rough move for Nebula yeah. after everything she took from the last movie. Yeah. Just to do her like that. Well, she's pretty robotic now after what Thanos did to her. So, yeah, you never know. Never know. But I can see her having a big role as well. I feel like every character who wasn't killed is going to have a huge role in this next movie. And Iron Man's going to be at the center of it. Yeah, what I think... So... The reason why we were so off with our predictions for the first movie is because I think that we anticipated this movie as being more a standalone movie, if you know what I mean. Like, if you look at Avengers 1 and Avengers 2, those movies aren't exactly linked that much. No. Yeah. These movies are very much linked in the sense that it's pretty much starting right after the last one ended from what we've seen. So, basically, that's why our predictions were just so off, because we thought that it was going to be its own standalone movie. So, I think that a lot of our predictions that we had for Infinity Wars might end up happening in Endgame. Basically, what they did is all the characters, or most of them at least, that were dusted are characters that are from Phase 2, Phase 3, right? Yeah. The original Avengers are all still alive. Mm -hmm. So, I think they're kind of going to have their last... uh, like their last hurrah, if you want. Like the, the, the first portion of the movie is going to be more focused on them. Then they're going to find a way of bringing back everyone. And then it's going to focus more on the new Avengers. And then the old Avengers are probably going to die. Can you guys tell me why it's called Endgame? I thought it was going to be called Annihilation. We're in the Endgame now. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, iconic Doctor Strange quote. Come That's on, guys. True. And I actually like it. I like the title. I love it. And... Watching the movie again, perfect title. Love it. Because I love when they call back, especially when a movie is so linked to a previous movie like this, when they kind of call back to the previous movie before it. Avengers Endgame sounds insane. Like, that's such a marketable name. And they're so smart when it comes to, they're so smart when it comes to their names. They don't give away too much, but they also get people excited. But do you think that, I don't know if you, do you know if this is the last Avengers movie? Probably or not, but for these though? characters, I think it is. Like, okay. like Derek said, yeah. it's going to be the new Avengers. We're going to take the reins going forward, I think, anyways. Because the, the title Endgame kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, are they, kinda, are they completely ending the Avengers franchise, per se? I mean, I they make know. way too much money off of these exactly. movies to stop making them. If you look at the characters that they've groomed with their own standalone movies, like Black Panther and Spider-Man, they're kind of, I don't want to say that they're similar to other characters, but they have similar traits. Black Panther's a leader, mm-hmm. so he, he he's a just leader, so you could kind of see Captain him stepping America. into the role of Captain America, except much more interesting. Yeah, 100%. Way cooler powers, too. Like, yeah. so. What yeah. do you guys think of, now kind of cutting back off of predictions there, but of the Captain America new look going back to his traditional... Like abandoning the nomad persona that we talked about in the last podcast, that we're going to see a completely different Captain America, less righteous, more just focused on maybe saving the world, so putting those moral morality aside a little bit. That's what it looked like anyways from the last trailer for Infinity Wars, and now we're seeing him already got the razor out, he's going back to the OG outfit. I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. I would have liked to see him continue on to take the nomad persona even further like we're seeing with Hawkeye who looks unreal in the trailer. Something like that. What do you think about that? So one thing that I think might be happening in that situation is they might be going back in time because Cap is looking at a picture of Peggy 
And it's been a long time since she's really been in, like, I think the last time you saw her was in the second Captain America movie when she yeah. died, right? Civil War. She dies in Civil War. Was it Civil War? No, yeah. So there you go. Like, it's been a while. And a lot of things have happened. So I'm wondering why he's, like, looking at a picture of her now. It doesn't really fit. So I think that that's when they're going back in time. And one thing, when they go back in time, what might happen is they might jump into their bodies from that time period. So maybe that's why he's wearing the costume just for continuity. I don't know. Because imagine if he was wearing something that he wasn't wearing at the time and that's kind of like he jumped into that place wearing his Nomad costume. They'd be like, what are you wearing? Like it would kind of mess with the continuity and people would kind of have questions. And if you mess with the time continuum like that, it can blow things up. So I think that's maybe where they're going. Okay. Astrophysicist Diggy. <laughs> Actually, um, I was thinking about this a lot. How do you think they're going back in time? Is that with, spoiler alert, Easy hasn't watched this movie yet, but uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, the quantum realm, is that how they're going to... I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet, but from what I've heard, that's sort of like... You're not introducing something that big in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which right. happens right after Infinity Wars, just as like, oh yeah, this is here as well. Like, we're not going to take advantage of this. I feel like we don't really know what the quantum realm offers. I definitely don't know because I haven't seen the movie yet, but I just know that that's going to play a huge role. And the last scene we see in the trailer is the homie Scott Lang pulling up in the van with the, yo, look, I can do something. I can help you guys out. Like, he's definitely going to be a key character in the next movie by introducing the quantum realm. But that van, if you watch the movie, has the actual machine that allows you to go into the quantum realm. Well, the back of the van, yeah. that's the van that, that, they, that they used. All right, just ripping spoilers for me here. It's all good. Yeah, so without giving too much from the movie, basically what they do for, for the quantum realm, they just introduce it. They don't tell you if it, if it even has any limitations, what its applications are. Like They literally just discover how to enter it at will in the, uh, in the Ant-Man and the Wasp at the end of the movie. Mm. So you really don't know what it's going to be used for or what it can do. And another thing on that topic too, with in the trailer when you see uh, Scott Lang, we don't know if that is happening in real time or if that's actually a recording. Because Captain America asked Black Widow, is this a recording? Or he says something along those lines. And she and said she, he's at the front door. But I feel like it's not a recording. Though. But she doesn't answer it. She doesn't answer the question, so she's leaving it open. Yeah. And I paused the trailer on that scene and it says, um, it's like Stark Archives or something like that. So if anyone knows what archives are, it's, some, it's a thing of the past. It's something that's been pre-recorded. Now, I don't know if that exactly makes sense. I'm not saying that that's what's actually going to happen, but it's also a possibility. Like, they're so smart when well, they make these trailers. Say. You know that they just want to mess with us and make us overthink maybe even. I feel like he just pulled up real time. I don't think it's archived personally, but... So I don't think he pulled up real time because... Man, this is... You had to watch the movie. But I'm not, I'm gonna just keep ripping spoilers. I don't care. Um, so when he went in, um, the wasp's mom. What's her name again? I forget. The original wasp. Is it yeah. relevant though? Yeah, it is. The original. Uh, her, her name's not relevant. The OG wasp told him, "Don't oh, no, get no, stuck in a time vortex, or we will not be able to pull you out." Okay. So whether or not he did get stuck in a time vortex, they all disappeared when thanos snapped his fingers so he was in there alone and i don't really remember if he can come out by himself or he needs someone on the out yeah so he needs someone on the outside to pull him out i think he's still in there 
Okay. So I think that is a archive. Okay. See, I didn't know that, but it's all good. Well, now you do. Now I do, yeah. So now back on the trailer for Endgame, we're seeing, like I mentioned, the homie Hawkeye making his return to the table. And I feel like he's going to have a pivotal role that we talked about already. Like, Derek, you um, guessed that his family has been wiped out by Thanos, and that's going to be his primary motivation to just go out and just murk everybody. So I th- he looks so badass in that trailer. Just completely different suit, samurai sword, just snapping snapping bodies in where is he Tokyo in Japan? Yeah, I'm I'm super like. excited for Hawkeye in this next movie. That actually reminded me kind of of Doctor Strange setting, like the homie Wong might still be in play, right? Hey. I feel like yo Wong did he had the one scene in the beginning of the movie. I feel like he's still alive and he's gonna actually play a role, maybe to even get uh, Ant Man out of the time realm. Who knows the time vortex? Who knows? Right? Because he has that ability to jump between dimensions and stuff. We don't really know what his limitations are and all that. So like I said, everyone who's still alive is going to play a huge role. For sure, for and sure. become more likable. I feel like characters we might not have liked before are going to get more screen time and be more redeeming characters. Like even a Nebula. This is going to be a redeeming movie. Hopefully not Pepper. Yeah, but I feel like Pepper is going to have a big part of it as well. Like big part to a certain degree there. Mm-hmm. That's the whole. Th- that's another thing too. Is we don't actually know who did and who didn't get dusted. The only people that we saw were the people directly involved in the conflict. Right. So that's the people who are fighting in Wakanda, who are actually fighting Thanos. So that doesn't include Shuri. So we don't know if she's been dusted or not. In the trailer, she's tech- she's missing. Right. They do it really quick, but on the screen where I forget who it is that's looking at the screen. I think it's Cap. Anyways, it's not relevant. He's looking at pictures of people who are who are missing, and it shows uh, Spider-Man, and then it quickly flashes to Shuri. So that's another thing in, in the movie that's going to take place, hopefully, in the beginning, is they're going to address who is and who isn't dusted. Because for all we know, Pepper got dusted. So Tony doesn't even know that. So like he's literally in his last moment of desperation, sending that out. He doesn't even know if she's still alive. So yeah, like I said, I think that that's all going to be resolved in the first 20 minutes. The majority of what we've seen in the trailer is going to be real quick. As you saw the pace of Infinity Wars, there was no time to just stop and chill. It was always action-packed, but all every scene was necessary in the movie. There was no filler. Mm-hmm. Even the, what's-her-face there, Scarlet Witch and Vision all served the purpose. They're literally building up their TV show with that, because it's Scarlet Witch and the Vision. Oh, he's going to be in there That's too? what their TV show is, okay. yeah. They have a TV show? They yeah, it's dropping on Disney Plus when so we're uh, get this, into that later. Yeah. Right, I've asked you to prepare something for the listeners, so we'll mm-hmm. get into that later. Before we finish up on Infinity on Avengers Endgame, there's another movie coming out before then. Who's going to be introduced? That's going to be introducing a character we all know will have a pivotal role in the next Avengers and help solve the Endgame. Probably be the key component is Carol Danvers, aka. Captain Marvel. <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure the three of us are on the same page here that we're not entirely sold on her as a character. That movie doesn't really ex- excite us more than that. But we know that her powers are almost limitless from what we've heard from what she looks like in the trailers. Her general cockiness and attitude that she's just going to roll in like, yeah, not a, not a big deal. I'm just going to solve this. End game real quick, snap her own fingers. Who knows what she's gonna do, right? So, 
What do you guys think of that movie coming out? Um, I was super excited for it until I saw the trailer, mainly because of Brie Larson herself. Um, like you said, I think she's cocky. Just the way she portrays that character, I don't think it's supposed. She's it's that character supposed to be portrayed that way. I think the specific actress does it that way, and it really annoys me. She has this like dead face attitude towards her. Like I, I don't know. I I feel like just her playing that character is gonna really ruin the movie for me. But yeah, so uh, she's definitely gonna play a huge pivotal role in the next movie. Um, but to be honest, I didn't know she was that like OP. Until I saw the trailer and she was like flying off some planet in like super sonic speed, like just murking everybody. Oh yeah, too. for sure. And then the and the only kind of glimpse we got of any Kree character before her was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy One, Ronan, and we didn't see him that powerful. No, you know he kind of just had a hammer. He was pretty powerful, <laughs> but. He like, got killed by a dance-off, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, my, my whole question is, how did she specifically become so OP? So that's what we're going to find out in the movie, right? It's her origin story, the which is set in, like, the 80s or something. Right. Where the homie Samuel L. Jackson has both eyes. So that's going to be interesting to see, like, what, what happened to him, right? How he lost his eye. It's the cat from the trailer. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh... Ronan just gotta say one of the worst villains in the MCU and my like it's a pretty easy list of good villains and bad villains in the MCU. They've been mainly hit or miss in my opinion. I haven't seen Ant Man. I don't know how the villain was in that one. Ant Man two. Yeah, Ant Man two. No, oh, there's, there's two. two there's ah. two villains. It's more spoilers for me. That's all good. It's well done. It's yeah. good. Okay. Ant Man two is on par with Ant Man one. It's definitely a good watch. But Ant Man one's villain is god awful. Mm. Forget his name, Yellow Jacket. Oh yeah, no, no couldn't no. stand that guy. Yeah, but it's a case of I don't like that actor. Right. So, but what are your thoughts on Captain Marvel? Um, first of all, I don't like Brie Larson. I feel like we're all in agreement on that one. In the trailer, she kind of gives off a Kristen Stewart kind of uh, oh, yeah. level of facial expression depth, if you know what I mean. People are already trolling the fact that she doesn't smile whatsoever in the trailer. And uh, I just, like, I, she's just not very likable. Mm. And for someone that's being introduced at this stage of the game, who's going to be crucial to the game, has to be likable. You know? She's kind of taking all the things that I don't like about Steve Rogers. There aren't very many things I do like about him. So, but they're taking all those things and then kind of fusing that with like almost a Thor character. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like, it's basically just Captain America with powers. Captain America who goes like full Super Saiyan in the in the trailer. Like, I just I don't know. I feel like she's being used as a plot device at this point, and I was kind of worried about that. But uh, they haven't let us down yet. So I'm going into this kind of saying, well, you know what? They've done a good job so far, and I'm going to go watch this movie regardless. So here's a thought. I just thought of this. If I think Natalie Portman would have played a way better. Uh, no, I do. I think if she didn't play that insignificant role in Thor. Jane Foster. Yeah. They should have kept her for this movie. Mainly because I, I fuck with Natalie Portman. <laughs> hey. Shout out to like eight-year-old the Sam. <laughs> Trying to uh, get some love from Padme from Star hey. Wars. Natalie Portman is a horrible actress. <laughs> Are you kidding me? 
The only good movie that she's ever starred in was The Black Swan, and that's a that completely movie. different kind of movie than no, this is. Have you ever seen Leon the Professional? No. She was dope in that movie. <laughs> that sounds like such an obscure movie. Oh, it's really good. Very Leon obscure. Leon the Professional. Yeah. Regardless... I don't think that you can pick an established actor to play this role. <laughs> if you look at a lot of the roles in Marvel, in the cinematic universe, a lot of them are not established characters or they're people yeah. who are kind of on the downside from their career or people who are kind of just waiting for that one break. Like Chris Evans coming yeah. off dude in Fantastic Four, fire guy. <laughs> Johnny Storm, for those that are wondering. Sick name. but Such a cool name. But horrible portrayal in that movie. Or maybe not as bad as the new Fantastic Four. I haven't seen it, but we're not going to get into that. Michael B. Jordan. Rough. Um, tough bounce for him. But, um, yeah, no, I agree for sure. All of these actors were basically almost no names, you want to say. Like Chris uh, Hemsworth, that was his big break, Thor. Yeah. He was in A Cabin in the Woods. I think we talked about this on the last pod, actually. We did. I'm not going to get into it again. Still haven't seen it. Oh, uh, no. It's no. good. But yeah, and he, like you said about Captain America and Thor, Captain Marvel being a fusion of both those characters, I don't mind Thor being overpowered to a certain degree because he's been in six movies. We've seen him progress throughout each movie, and that's an arc that we're all okay with. We don't mind him being the strongest Avenger. He's a god, for God's sakes. You know what I'm saying? So Captain Marvel coming in, like, of course I'm going to go see the movie. You kind of have to at this point. But I do not like her coming in as the plot device, like you said, to just fix the mess that Thanos has left behind for all that. I would much rather just see them deal with the hand they're dealt and resolve it somehow. However it is, I just pray to God they did this right. Because this could be a make or break. You bring that up though. So like you said, we don't actually know if she is going to be like the savior. We know she's going to be in the movie. They're going to release her personal movie before. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, end game, but we don't know if she's gonna be like the the one to do it all in this next movie. Like I think the the main Avengers are gonna play a more significant role than her. She's just gonna be some like fire ass backup. Samuel Jackson is the how would how would you say this? He's the chess player in the MCU in terms of characters. He's the one who started the Avengers Initiative. So when it happens that he feels he's getting dusted and he's calling someone and that person's Captain Marvel, she damn well better have a big role in the next movie. <laughs> I didn't say she's not going to have a big role. She's going to save them all, man. Are you kidding than, me? Quote, fire ass backup. <laughs> That's for sure. If she's not like I expect her to go toe to toe with Thanos mm-hmm. and maybe not win, but at least like do some damage. Maybe even if she, I don't even care if they use her as a diversion. If they use her as a diversion to like go and fight him in hand-to-hand combat while they do some kind of other, I don't know. But she's gonna be, she's gonna have a huge role. She's, they've said it. She is the most powerful character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to date. Well, in the present time, any of the Avengers can dust Thanos because his Infinity Gauntlet is destroyed. So are we sure about that though? That's something we don't know. You know, he- Thor. Fucked him up for a little bit before he snapped. <laughs> he no. took he took the Hulk in hand-to-hand combat without using any Infinity Stones. He had the Power Stone. He didn't use it. He didn't use it. It was just straight he did not use it. Fighting UFC. He literally stood there and took his hardest punch, laughed it off, and then pretty much fucked him up. No, unreal, that gauntlet must have scene. gave him some like internal power. No. 
See, the thing about that that you have to take with a grain of salt is that the Hulk is someone who just is brutally overpowers people. There's no skill to his fighting style. So if you find someone that's similar to or even a little bit lesser than his power level, Thor, then just the fact that they have skill, like Thanos is such a skilled hand-to-hand combat like combatant that he just messed him up. So best villain in the MCU hands down. Oh, 100%. And I think that his gauntlet is going to be remade. Uh hashtag #Peter Dinklage. <laughs> he's still around probably. Probably, yeah. I, I would think so. I don't know if he's And they still confirmed. they still had the the actual uh, mold. mold on that moon or planet or whatever they were at. Yep. Do you think there's going to be another gauntlet made for someone like Thor maybe even? Or oh yeah, no? why not? Well, I don't know. Are the what happened to the actual stones? They're still there. Do you see them in the trailer? No, but once after he snaps, you see it. Yeah. So, I don't think they're going down that route. They're this the most likely scenario that I think is going to play out is they go back to before the snap. That just never happens in this movie. That's what I think they're going to do. Building a second Infinity Gauntlet, like they're kind of just doing the same thing that they did in the last movie, right? This movie's not about the Infinity Gauntlet whatsoever, or else they would have called it Infinity Gauntlet. Right. So. Which I'm glad that's not the title, right? Endgame is much better because I think that gives us, like we talked about in the last podcast, what, what is the future of the MCU going to be like after these two movies? And we've, we said it for last, the last movie, and it makes more sense that now the original Avengers are still alive. That they're going to die most likely in this movie. And that's the end game of their story. And we're going to set off the new Avengers down the road for more than just movies. What I want to get into now with you guys. Because there's only so much speculation we can do really for Endgame. uh, Unless we get into fan theories. But what Disney is doing with their streaming platform. For all all of you who don't know. They're introducing a streaming platform called Disney Plus. That's going to debut next year. End of 2019 I think. And it's going to rival streaming platforms such as Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, etc. And Netflix, is, they're actually starting to pull Disney content from Netflix, anticipating Disney+. Plus. R.I.P. Daredevil. It's too bad they killed mm-hmm. that series. But I think they're going to bring that back to Disney+. Plus. Moving on. All these new Avengers are the most recently introduced characters are going to start getting their own series on Disney+. Plus. Which I love. That gives you more character development. Um, and it's going to be studio quality, like movie quality series that Disney is producing. So I asked you guys to prepare a little dream scenario containing a character of your choice that you would want to see have their own um, individual standalone series produced. Derek, do you want to kick us off with a character from any Disney-owned franchise? Doesn't have to be Marvel. So what do you got? I took this in the sense that Marvel just acquired a shit ton of uh, properties for X Men, Fantastic Four, all the stuff that Fox owned. We've seen twice now, maybe even three times, if you want to include the second Fantastic Four movie. That Fantastic Four movies just don't work. Okay. I don't think that that Marvel and Disney are going to try and make a Fantastic Four movie because at this point, people don't want to see that. No. So another way to go about that would be to make a TV show about it. 
they would have enough time to develop the four characters more in depth. Um, the Fantastic Four franchise has a plethora hey. of villains. Doctor Doom being one of the like ultimate villains in all of Marvel, period. Like, There's a lot of crossover events that happen where Doctor Doom is the actual villain. So I think that Fantastic Four would be a good thing to make a TV show out of. It's something that I would watch. So Then you got... Excuse me. You could have like one episode for every character of the Fantastic Four, like to develop their origins and all that. Mm-hmm. Multiple seasons. You got the Silver Surfer, who was a cool villain. I actually never saw that movie, but uh, I think he looked cool. Not worth watching. No. It was an interesting idea, and not uh, that whole thing is basically just to set up. Like he's not even the main villain. I think it's Galactus that's at the end of that movie, who actually turns out to be like the main villain of that movie, but. Uh, it's just interesting because, like you said, they could take the time to build each character. Because that's the thing that people hated about Fantastic Four. They just threw them in there. Mm. And Jessica Alba, not a strong actress. Mm. The guy who plays Reed Richards, I can't even tell you his name, not a strong actor. Uh, at the time, uh, Chris Evans was not a strong actor. No. And the guy who played the thing, I couldn't even tell you who it is. Like they just like they weren't strong actors, and they also just didn't have good on-screen chemistry. And they didn't develop the relationships enough between the characters for it to be successful. So do you have a proposed cast for this series or didn't get that far? See, that's the thing that's hard. And that's one thing that I want to like tip my hat to Marvel is that they seem to find the perfect person to play each character. And that's why I feel like they could do this right. I have no idea who you'd have playing these characters. Because you look at the characters who've played Fantastic Four characters in the past... And they were terrible. But then, like, Michael B. Jordan has exploded now. He was so good in Black Panther. According to you guys, he was amazing in Creed. I haven't seen it yet. So, But, like, he's a good actor. And that's just wasn't really the greatest role for him. So, I think at that point, you would benefit from picking no names. Or even C-list or B-list actors to step in to take those roles. Thoughts on that, Sam, the series, or pretty much? Yes. On the Fantastic Four series? Yeah. Well, I've something to admit is I've never seen a single Fantastic Four movie. And uh, after hearing what you're saying, I think that's probably a good thing. But no, I, I, would, I would probably definitely watch the series if they made it, but I don't really have much to say on it right now because I don't really have much knowledge about each Well, the 2016 character. movie is one of the... Worst, worst reviewed films of all time right. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not that it is in the MCU, but you know what I mean. In and terms the, of Marvel affiliated movies, yes. And the other one is an early two thousands movie, and we all know how that shit go. No. Yeah. Because at the time that that was put out, like the if you want to say the game plan for making a superhero movie hadn't exactly been hashed out yet. That came out before Iron Man, right? Because yeah. Iron Man yeah, is 2004, like I think. So at that point, it was it was at the point where we were still getting like Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans, which if you can look at that without being biased, those are bad. <laughs> um, like Andrew Garfield too. Like at that point, superhero movies weren't really like A-list movies. No, you know? Iron Man shifted the culture. Yeah. Shout out Migos one time. But... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I like that series actually. Me too. I've never, I've never been a fan of those movies. Well, I've seen the first Fantastic Four, didn't see the second one. I haven't seen the most recent one, but I would watch it just because it's Disney, and you know they're getting it right now. Everyone wants to see superhero movies. They're never gonna die, I don't think. Especially with Disney Plus, 
it's gonna die. Let's it's, super superhero movies, and they're gonna die. There's going to be there's going to come a point where people are gonna say, "I'm tired of this." So so that's the thing. Before I bring up my Disney uh, character that I'd like to see a TV show with, um, I think Marvel and Disney are geniuses for this because our generation of MCU characters, the original Avengers, all those guys, like starting with Iron Man 1, they're coming to an end, right? But we're still anticipating these new mantles, that these new characters that are picking up these mantles. We're still going to watch. But what they're doing is curating this new audience of people that are going to watch these new characters as well that probably weren't watching the OGs. You know what I mean? So they're almost doubling their audience with this because we're going to stick around and you got a new bunch of people who are going to keep, who are going to start watching. They're going to ride the wave. Exactly. Um, And for my character, you asked uh, to prepare a character, uh, Star-Lord. So there's an existing, yeah, there's an existing MCU character, Chris Pratt. The reason I pick him is because, first of all, I love him. I think he's a hilarious character. Uh, he's mischievous. He's like high in emotions if you've watched uh, Infinity War. And I'm curious to see kind of his whole life play out before up to Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Because we only saw him get picked up off Earth, right? And then snap your fingers and he's like older, listening to his cassette play. I kind of want to see his upbringing. I think it would be an interesting TV show. I don't. What do you guys think? With Yondu. So yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Bring back the homie Yondu. But are you saying now a younger Star Lord, which is not portrayed by Chris Pratt, though? Uh, see, I didn't think about that. I would watch a younger Star Lord, like a teenage Star Lord, for like a few episodes or something, and then maybe Chris Pratt, like on a couple years before Guardians of the Galaxy one, like everything that he kind of went through, like because. He's literally just flying through deep space, batshit crazy shits happening out there, you know, like stealing stuff, uh, breaking out of jails. And I don't know, I I would be really tempted to watch that show. I like that idea for sure, but I think you need it to be a Chris Pratt-led Star-Lord because then we just come back to another younger Han Solo situation played by Alden Eckerich or whatever his name is. So, which wasn't as well-received as the Harrison Ford portrayal of Han Solo. We don't need to get into that, but that's my point on that, I think. I'd like to see it as well if it's Chris Pratt, for sure. You know, I think I think it'd be dope, for sure. A lot what of what do you think, Derek? I disagree. Okay. <laughs> the reason Guardians of the Galaxy works is because they play off of each other. You would never have a successful movie with Drax by himself, with Groot by himself, with Star-Lord by himself. Why not? Drax, I get. Groot, I get. (laughs) Star-Lord's so much more, his character's so much more dynamic. Like, he still has a family at home on Earth that he's probably just always wondering about. But he's trying to fit in with these aliens that... His mom's dead, bro. His mom's dead, but like... Who is his father? He doesn't know at this point. But the thing is, we know. So it's kind of like... Going back to Han Solo, that movie was completely unnecessary and nothing important happened in that movie. Except for maybe a Darth Maul cameo that nothing <laughs> will ever come of. It's inconsequential to have that. They've given his origin story. And 
I don't want to say I'm not a huge fan of Chris Pratt, but I love him. There's just something about him that he he can't drive a movie by himself being his own. Like I don't think he's ever really had a movie where it was just really him that was the driving well, force like, of Jura- the, the Jurassic World series. He single-handedly makes those movies entertaining and were fun. those really that good though? Jurassic World I was good. The first, the first one was good. The first one was bad. Or the second no, one was bad. The second one was, the second bad, one was yes. putrid. So what you're saying is you think he's just like a solid feature. Shout out Rick Ross, Rosé. <laughs> I wouldn't even go that far. Um, I don't know, man. Like, he just needs like other characters. Like, without the depth that he gets from, say, like a Gamora, like shout out R.I.P. Yeah. Um, they just work together well as a group. Yeah. And now that I feel that they've been together as a group, you're not going to get the same success from having him by himself. You're almost, like, losing but if you go... why would you have him completely by himself? Like, this is a TV show. They're going to spend a lot of money on it. They're going to introduce these characters that he kind of interpools with. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with Bassam. I think he'd have his own, like, Yondu's crew. And out of that squad, there would be some big personalities that he would effortlessly bounce off of. A Sylvester Stallone, perhaps? Yeah, maybe. There you go. See, that's the thing. That's what they would have to do. They have to jump into... It can't be just about Star-Lord and his origins. I want to know what happens in that world. I want to get immersed into the world of whatever they call them. I forget what they call them. Yeah, the Ravagers. The Ravagers. That's what I would want to see. See, okay, yeah. See, there you go. We're shaping the storyline. Yo, let's let's, write up a, a script for this. Sell it to Marvel Pitch and it Disney. to Disney? I don't think so. <laughs> but no, I agree. I'd like to see that story too. I'd, I disagree that you don't need the other Guardians. Chris Pratt drives that group but on his own. And yes, he does interact very well with them all. And all of them together make for an amazing group. Like great chemistry. But I feel like he's the main force he in was, that group. He was one of my favorite characters in Infinity War. He I was, thought he was he was so good. He was movie. so funny in that movie. He was great. In Infinity Wars, he was the scapegoat. But he still brought emotional depth and we saw his character develop like I don't know, I loved his character in that movie and I thought he played like the um, to to, uh, to Thanos's daughter's new boyfriend, right? That was his role. Yeah. And I thought he had the nice family dynamic with Gamora and Thanos, like the unwanted boyfriend from the ruthless father. The scene where he's where they're going after the reality stone and Thanos grabs Gamora. That scene was so well done. So good. That one right there, tip my hat to Chris Pratt, that acting, stellar. You feel the emotion right there. Like in that moment, I was sitting next to my girlfriend and I'm like, wow, I feel this. Like I was like, I could never imagine what that would be like. And his portrayal of that scene was amazing. So respect to him for that. Listen, man. Shout out Chris Shore. Shadow work. Speak it into existence. I don't even know what shadow work means, but Man, we're speaking this. Pod. We're speaking this storyline into existence. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be a dope ass show, and I'm gonna be the first viewer. So would I. I like that story. I want to see the Ravager, uh, Chris Pratt. What's his face? Star Lord's backstory. I agree. I like that story. Arguably more than Fantastic Four. One hundred percent. It would be interesting to see them take they would have to take like a young innocent child like they'd have to start fairly young not waste too much time as a kid but like they'd have to start young and show how he's like innocent whatever and how he gets subjected into all of these things of the ravager lifestyle and then he would have to be molded into the star lord that we know kind of thing see that i feel like they could even do that in the first pilot episode show him as a kid 
And then next episode, he's Chris Pratt. Yeah, I agree. Just Don't like they did in too much time yeah, just that. like they did in uh, Daredevil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was. And then keep going back to a younger him, like with some flashbacks. I agree. Yeah. It'd be a dope show. <laughs> Solid nine point five out of ten. Okay, okay. Uh, settle down there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my character now is someone we've seen already, who I love, underused character in my opinion, from the Thor franchise, the homie Heimdall. I feel like there's a lot of story to tell there from just from being the gatekeeper of the intergalactical bridge. We could see some war stories with him and Odin, the Bifrost. Thanks, Derek. So him and Odin, still portrayed by Idris Elba and Anthony Hopkins. That would be essential. I don't want to see a younger younger actors play those characters because I feel like their characters are gods, right? They've been at this taken in this body let's say like for years hundreds or thousands of years i feel like you could get away with having idris elba and anthony hopkins play both those characters tell some nordic wars between the frost giants all those characters i feel like there's so much to go off of in that universe because we only see heimdall specifically as just the gatekeeper like i've said but we've seen him in thor ragnarok how much of a badass he can be and he's an extremely powerful character. He's a god himself. I'd like to see that. What are your thoughts? You caught me off guard when you said Heimdall. I do think he's a dope character. Um, I don't know. At, at this point in my life, I feel like I would watch... Yeah, no. And listen, man. Why are you making those faces, Diggy? I feel like I would watch any Marvel, like important Marvel character that we've seen in the MCU have their own TV show. Except those like kind of crap ones like luke cage and <laughs> Yo, like sweet christmas sweet christmas I, i'm none of that you know but i would definitely watch it but i don't think it would be a good idea just because they haven't really built much of a foundation for heimdall you kind of just know he's a god he's a gatekeeper the bifrost he stuck around with uh with odin back in the day but I don't see him as a star character of his own TV show. Well, Idris Elba is a phenomenal. He's lead a he's actor, a phenomenal so I feel like lead. He would make that show worth watching. I, that's my opinion. I don't know, Derek. No, what do fine. you think? So his interactions that he has with Thor, I think it's in Ragnarok. Ragnarok, yeah. Like he kind of leads his own side of the story in that. It was cool to see, but at the same time, with all the respect that I have for the actor, because he's an amazing actor. I don't think that there's too much of a story to tell there. Because for a, <laughs> for a very big portion of his life, the guy stood in one spot with a big-ass sword waiting for Thor to say, beat me up, Scotty. Like, <laughs> so maybe if they go back to a time before he was the gatekeeper and he was just kind of like a... I mean, they could do whatever they want, really. They could make him like a general in Odin's army when they go and conquer the Nine Realms. That would be something that would be cool to see. Um, But again, they're not really telling anything new. So, I don't know. But again, they can just kind of make up whatever kind of story they want. People will watch it. (laughs) So, all they have to do is use these characters that, uh, that people like, which Heimdall is one of them, with actors that don't have much work, which Idris Elba hasn't really done too much since that... And uh, people will watch it. So, and he is a great actor. And there's a lot of stuff in like 
just the Thor universe, if you want to call it that. There's a lot of people, characters that have kind of been inserted, like a Valkyrie. Like you could, there's a lot of stuff that's not really been explored there because there's a lot of history there. So you could definitely hash something out out of that, but it's not going to be their best show on Disney+. Plus. No, probably not. But I'm saying, that's what I'm saying, that there's a lot of source material to go off that we haven't seen. Because we've only seen, Thor, we've only seen really Thor's story in that universe. We know that Odin conquered the Nine Realms with his daughter. Hello. I forget her name now. Hella. Hella. And yeah, I would want to see a Heimdall before he's the game gatekeeper of the Bifrost. Just threw that out there. Wanted to see what the people think. Maybe the people have my back. Who knows? <laughs> but Sam clearly doesn't. But it's all, I had your back for Chris Pratt, dog. <laughs> Listen, I have like your that? back. Like I think it would be a, a promising... Not really, but... <laughs> it's all good. I would, I would dabble with the first couple episodes, see how I like it. I do have another character, if I can continue. Yeah, of course. Man. I just thought of him right now. And the reason I think of this character is, you guys kind of, you know, you know the DC universe, how um, they have these kind of dark shows, um, like the one they're doing with Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, is that going to be a show? I thought it was a movie. Yeah, but it, either way. Is it a movie? I think so. I think it's a movie. Todd oh. Phillips is directing it. Hangover director. Hey. Oh, I thought it was a show. My bad. It's all good. But um, I feel like this show with Howard Stark... Oof, okay. His upbringing would be decent. Like, it wouldn't be like an action-packed hero movie. It would be kind of like an origins move, uh, show, sorry. Yeah. Um, that you're kind of like eager to watch the next episode because something dramatic happens or... You know what I mean? Like, you're not there for the action. You're there for the, the, the plot. Okay. It would be like a drama, a dark drama. Exactly. Kind of like Mad Men style. Like, he was in that show, that actor. Anyway, something yeah. like that. Like some dirty business work or something. Yeah, and that is something that could be done because it's been mentioned before. Like in uh, um, Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier, they talk about how he was like very much involved in the conception of S.H.I.E.L.D. with uh, Peggy Carter. Mm-hmm. So they could kind of have a show with both of them where it's like a, an espionage slash intelligence slash S.H.I.E.L.D. show, really. Yeah. Like that would be a, that would be a cool show because... It would be different. They're not superheroes. So it's a show that they could do that is a Marvel show, but it doesn't kind of dilute the superhero genre. It's a different genre from what they've done. And I think that that could actually work. And I think a sick series ending. Like I I came up with this show and I'm going to come up with a series ending. Spoil it before it even gets made. (laughs) But it's not even a spoiler. It's like every, if you watch the MC, you know what's going to happen to him, right? Last episode of the last season, pulls up with his wife in the car, and Bucky just fucks him up. That's it. Show ends. You don't need to know what happens. You don't need to know what happens after that, because we already know. Or you could just see them get into the car that they're about to get killed, and and not actually show the scene. That's a good idea. Fade to white or something. That would be a great way to end it. Just have them get in the car and have the taillights drive away. (laughs) Listen, Disney... Yo, a Disney plug got to listen to this podcast. Hire us three. We're coming up with great shit. In all honesty, 
I could have written a better. This is completely off topic. I could have written a better story for the Last Jedi than what the oh, fools man. that they picked made for that movie. We're not going to get into that. No, though. I just wanted to, to put that out there. Just saying, you maybe, guys dropped the ball on that one, Kathleen Kennedy. Maybe a future pod with just Diggy and not Basam. Just because I haven't really seen many of the Star Wars movies. So now back to Disney Plus again. Now these are. Shows we might want to see produced, but we already know some of the shows that they are going to be producing. Like you said, you've got the um, Scarlet Witch, Vision, uh, Falcon, Bucky, Loki. There are a few others. I didn't even know these were confirmed. Yeah, they're confirmed. 100%. Tom Hiddleston starring as Loki, getting his own show. And I think that story hopefully is going to be in the time between Thor and Avengers 1. Where we see him go from the, the wormhole, I guess, where he falls in at the end of Thor... To the position of power, almost he's in at the beginning of Avengers. He's dealing with I'm not I don't know what those people are called there. Might know Derek. Them, the guys who are in the on the planet. Oh, but the- it's all floating rocks. But isn't the the time he was between the time that was between Thor and Avengers? He was with Thanos, wasn't he? Exactly, but he was also with another group of like his disciples, maybe or people under him. Anyway, so I would want to see that story told because he comes out of that realm being a much stronger and more fulfilled, I would, I guess, villain with a clear mind of exactly what he wants. And that's to take over Earth and be their ruler while still being under Thanos. But, you know, Loki being the god that he is, he wants to have all the glory and be the known ruler. He was awesome in Avengers as the villain, I found. So I would want to see that story told personally. That's the one I'm most excited for. And that's the one I feel like a lot of people are most excited for. Uh, it's probably going to be the top rated or most anticipated MCU TV series. Just because everyone knows Loki. But again, I think this is where Marvel and Disney are geniuses. Because think of Thanos himself. He was such a loved character. I don't know. You guys agree? 100%. Like, just seeing... A main character of a movie being the villain and his trials and tribulations and knowing that, yo, this guy is going through his own shit too. He's not just like a villain that they beat at the end of the movie. Loki in that TV series, people are going to appreciate that show a lot more. I think people want to see villains succeed sometimes. You know what I mean? Yo, you're talking to one of them right now. I love villains. My favorite character is almost every movie. Shout out Thanos. That was awesome to oh, see the villain be the main character and get his point of view. And normally you would see that a villain develop better in a TV show because you have so much more time. Like you can dedicate a full episode to a villain. They did such a good job in Infinity Wars to briefly but effectively give us his backstory and what his rationale is for wanting to wipe out half the universe. Because when I saw that in the trailer, I think we talked about it in the last podcast. Like, okay, why 50%? It's so specific. There has to be a reason for it. And I thought they did that. Very well. That's yeah. No, that's what I've heard and I've read before a couple of times. Why did he wipe out fifty percent? Why didn't he just see the the snap? I think worked with his wishes, right? I don't think the snap was automated to wipe out fifty percent. It was his deepest kind of wants and needs. The snap took care of that. Why didn't he just double the resources? Because. Resources are finite, to quote Thanos from the movie. You would still have the same issue in 
you know, a way smaller amount of time than you would if you were to just kill 50% of the people. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm suggesting this is a real world solution, <laughs> but I'm just saying that I, this is one reason that I think that it was so good is because I could see someone coming up one day and saying, we need to do this on earth when people are in a situation of crisis and where things aren't working and they need kind of a drastic solution. Now I'm hoping that this doesn't actually ha- like not like I don't think the Russo brothers made this movie with that intention behind them. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's like a believable kind of thing. Yep. And I was reading an interview about them and basically they were addressing why people or they were addressing the issue that people brought up saying why 50% and things. And basically it just kind of came down to the fact that he's been through so much that he's a little bit off his rocker. It it also kind of leads the next movies right because if he did anything else and actually like kind of didn't wipe out 50 but fixed the situation where everyone was i don't know what i'm trying to say but if 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 they took it in any other direction where he could have like a quick fix the story would have been over i mean that was a pretty quick fix (laughs) it was a quick fix but i You know what I'm trying to say? No, not at all. Well, like he's not a like, for he's example, not a hero though. He's a villain. He's not going to just provide the what, resources and I understand. That's the thing. But if he if he did provide the resources, the story would have been over. They're not fighting him anymore. I want to touch on what you said. You said he's not a hero, but that's from your point of view. Right. And that's one thing they did super well, especially with the Gamora death scene. You don't feel like he's a villain there. You feel like he's a victim. So, it's all a point of view. I was going to throw in a quick Star Wars shout out there. In my opinion, the Jedi are evil. Oh, man. (laughs) I could get that audio in there. Very cringe, very cringe scene, but shout out Hayden Christensen is like the worst actor to ever walk this earth. (laughs) I was going to say shout out Ewan McGregor for being the best actor in that series, 100%. Just real quick, it's funny how you can see from two sides of that coin, one guy just playing that role almost to perfection... And then the other guy just fucking it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good to see you. And back to, again, Disney Plus series we were excited for. So I said Loki. Which are you most excited for? And it doesn't have to be MCU. Like, I'm also very excited for The Mandalorian, which is a Star Wars series produced, executive produced by um, John Favreau. Shout out Happy. Happy Hogan. <laughs> and um, that's another one I'm looking forward to. And I think that's going to be one of the first series that Disney Plus puts out on their streaming platform. So that's going to be interesting to see. I've always loved Boba Fett, one of the OG villains in the Star Wars saga. Always thought it was super cool. I know it's not going to be him in the series, but it's going to be bounty hunter lore, if you will. So I think that's going to be cool to see. Derek, do you have a series you're most excited for? Um, anything Star Wars related, to be honest. The thing about Star Wars that's so cool is there's so much lore there that they can just jump into anything they want to uh and this is how i see them turning around the star wars franchise because the sequel trilogy is terrible it's even worse than the prequel trilogy was and at this point i don't even think they can save it with episode nine but there's so many stories that have been told in let's say video games that we used to play on our xboxes and whatever like our original xboxes back in the day like knights of the old republic that would be a really cool thing to see. One show that I think they need to make is a story that's centered around the origins of the Jedi and the Sith. I want to see the beginning of that conflict. There's so many possibilities there. And 
again, it's already an established fan base. So if they were to do a show that's an origin story, which everyone loves origin stories with the exception of uh, Wolverine origins, Mm -hmm. but origin stories are very marketable. And I just think that that'd be a good way to introduce some new characters in there without having any kind of pressure of following the Skywalker saga, which is what doomed the new trilogy. Without any kind of pressure of following any kind of cookie cutter build for making a Star Wars movie, they could make a show that focuses on the origins. And they, they kind of brought the origins of the Jedi to the forefront in The Last Jedi, talking about the original Jedi texts, the original Jedi temple, like... That's just scratching the surface, though. Like, they didn't really introduce characters or anything. They didn't bind themselves to any obligations for characters that need to be introduced. Like, Yoda might be there. We don't know. And I feel like that... You don't think so? All right. He's not that old. Okay. No, I'd be on board with that series for sure. It'd be cool because they could literally do anything that they wanted with it. They, kind of, yeah. they could pick actors that are well-known, that are not well-known... And they can just run with it. It's something that they would have a lot of freedom with doing. And I'd watch it for sure. So for sure. That. It's kind of like uh, the first men and the White Walkers in Game of Thrones. Right? Exactly. That's going to exactly. be an interesting story to see come to fruition eventually. Boss, you got uh, something for which series you're most excited for? Disney Plus. They got like, there's all, well, I know you're not well versed in the Star Wars universe, but Cassian Andor getting his own story is just kind of a joke. But yeah, see, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know much about Star Wars. Even I don't even know that these Marvel series were confirmed until now. So I guess I'd probably be most excited for the Loki one. Yeah, I was super excited for the Bucky story, Winter Soldier. Doesn't matter when it is. I just love that character. The injection of Falcon, on the other hand, makes this a little less exciting for me. There'll be like a buddy comedy situation. Probably not, but there's going to be a lot of just back and forth one-liners. You know what they do with Bucky? Do you guys remember Winter Soldier? Um, Was it near the end? They said that there were others like him, but even stronger. Yeah. Did, did they ever introduce them? I don't think they did. They're all dead. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, Zemo killed them all in Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Because they get to the lab there at the end of the movie where the final fight scene is between Cap, Iron Man, and Bucky. They're all in their cylinders, like frozen in time, dead. Oh, I completely forgot. I didn't even realize that. Man's coming unprepared. You know, if they didn't die, though, they would have been a cool storyline with, like, intertwined with Bucky if he had his own series. He's getting his own series, but now when Falcon it, <laughs> is going to be there, so they can't really... Yeah, they can't bring those characters yeah, in. But a pre... Um, when does he come back? Winter Soldier movie? Series, I mean, with Bucky would be great to tell because he's been alive for a long time. Yeah, well, there's a huge span of time. Like, the whole time that Iron Man's in the ice... Or, sorry, Captain America is in the ice, uh, Bucky's wreaking havoc on everyone, including the Starks. Yeah. So there's a huge period of time there that they can tap into for just kind of... I mean, they really cut that down by introducing uh, Falcon, Falcon into it. Yeah. Limiting their options. I really don't think they should have done that. I hate no. Falcon. He's so boring. Top five worst characters in the MCU. My OP. favorite scene with Falcon is when he gets his ass kicked by Ant-Man in the Ant-Man <laughs> Oh, movie. yeah, that was gold. I enjoyed watching that because he got his ass kicked. Like, yeah. I th- I think Marvel is trying to make him that character, though. The like butt of the joke. Exactly. Kind of, like, yeah. And the fact they casted uh, Anthony Mackie. 
Tupac from <laughs> uh, Eight say. Mile. <laughs> I don't know. Like he, he kind of just looks like someone you'd pick on. But yeah, no, I agree for sure. I feel like they, like I said, limited their options for storytelling with him, and that it's going to be kind of more of a less serious show than it could have been with just Bucky. Mm-hmm. And Winter Soldier is a much cooler character than Falcon at the end of the day. Um, and I feel like Sebastian Stan would have been able to carry a TV show as this like singular lead. Yeah, I agree. So I don't really know what they're doing there. But I mean, maybe they just kind of felt bad for Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> and they wanted to show him some love. But maybe we'll get lucky and he'll die in the first season. <laughs> just kidding. Not happening. He's in the title. So. so that's another thing. Now that character coming back to Endgame, he's one of those new Avengers who in the comics... Some of us know that he takes on the Captain America title and he becomes Captain America. A different, obviously a different character, different powers and all that. So you could see him taking on Cap's role after this Avengers movie with um, Chris Evans having fulfilled his obligations and well, contract contractual obligations to play Steve Rogers. Either have him or Bucky take on that mantle. Well, Chris Evans recently stated that he's not done. Right or that he wishes he wasn't done. I'm not sure. Was it he wishes? I don't know. Maybe he realized that that's the only character he can act efficiently, and that once the paychecks run out, he's gonna need somewhere to make some money. Now, I'm not saying that Chris Evans is a great actor. I'm not saying that he's a bad actor, but uh, his roles are gonna be very limited after this. He's a Sylvester Stallone type of guy, where he has one kind of character that he can play, and that's exactly that's essentially it. He's a well, Sylvester Stallone created an empire for himself, so... Oh, for sure he did. That wasn't through his acting skills, though. Because if you've seen the first Rocky movie, the guy can barely speak. <laughs> There's a scene in that movie where he makes fun of himself for not being able to read. <laughs> if you recall the commercial, no? <laughs> Anyways, back to actually Chris Evans. Um, I would not want to see Anthony Mackie pick up that mantle because... It's Anthony Mackie. No, no, honestly, I don't see him as a figurehead. No, he's not a lead. He's a C-lister. Oh, for sure. Sidekick till the day he dies. What's that Netflix show he just got? Under Altered Carbon? Is he's it? in that? Oh, yeah, true. They added him for season two. Let's just let him go do that, and we can forget Falcon ever happened. I'd be okay Altered with that. Carbon. He reminds me of a... Tyrese Gibson kind of guy. <laughs> a very poor man's Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> Tyrese actually is kind of funny, though. He brings some good humor to the Fast and Furious franchise. Still waiting on Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> 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 the Rock. And uh, what's his face there? Jason Statham. Led <laughs> movie. Thank you. It's coming next year. One of The Rock's four movies dropping in 2019, no doubt. But yeah, anyways, I think that they're going to go that direction. I hope they kill off all the old um, Avengers, have Thor just walk out in the sunset, go back to... Thanos, you mean? No, Thor. Oh, Thor. Because they're not killing Thor, I don't think, like we talked about in the last pod. And yeah, they're just setting up Falcon for more success, unfortunately, with his own show and possibly the Captain America title. On the topic of Thor, <laughs> he's already had his trilogy. Yeah, They're not making another trilogy, right? No, I would hope not. I see him dying in this next movie. 
Hmm. What else are they going to do with Thor? Like, I love Thor. His character arc has been one of, if not the best, in Marvel. But we've seen three movies now, standalone. He's been in all the Avengers movies. I don't know what else they're going to do with him. They could, they could kind of leave it to your imagination. You could. Isn't there a bunch of Asgardians that are left? There's not that many. They're, 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 they're all on that ship. They're all on that ship, right? It's but like 25% of the original so, population of Asgard that's left. <laughs> so what Marvel can do is kind of throw them off on their own new Asgard, let them repopulate, and you don't really care what the hell Thor's doing. But that's the end of his story, right? Like he's not gonna like he's gonna go off. He's gonna build a new Asgard somewhere with his people, and that'll be the end of it. He's not gonna be in any other future conflicts. I'd be, I'd be happy with that ending though, to be honest. Yeah, I think too. that's what they're going to do, and I hope that's what they do because I don't. If they make like let's say they made another Thor trilogy, like that's just too much. No, it's getting uh, oversaturated. But that's gonna be to the point where people are gonna be like, okay, I'm done with this. Yeah. Let me see something else. You want to see new characters for sure. Every single original Avenger. Needs to go in Endgame. Hmm. And when I say needs to go, I'm saying they either need to die or they need to have some finality to their story. It needs to be over. What about Hulk? I, I, he wasn't really given much justice. I just want to say before we get on to Hulk, I agree with Thor. Like, let him go to his own planet. Kind of like a shout out the homie Caesar in War of the Planet of the Apes. Hey, <laughs> the most dynamic character. Yeah, one of my favorites all time. <laughs> but no, uh, Hulk, I mean, to be honest, I'm not that interested in seeing more or less of him. I feel like we get enough of him. I feel like, he's, is he dead? Do we see him disappear or not? He's still alive at the end of Infinity Wars. Yeah. So I feel like he's going to... We're going to see the Green Hulk, I would hope, in this one. Because it was kind of funny in Infinity Wars, but by the end of it, I was expecting Hulk to come out and start just, like, murking people. He was scared. He wouldn't wouldn't come out. But I feel like they should have made him come out. You know, that's just my opinion, and he's going to have to in the next one. The thing about it is nothing there would have never there wouldn't have been a different situation a different outcome even if he did come out cuz Thanos clapped him in the beginning so he would have just clapped him again at the end that's you know why I mean? that's why I feel it was such a good idea to leave him in there cuz he, he was he's never been overpowered until that specific moment so he's shook he was basically. shook he wouldn't come out so the way they left it off with him still not coming out i think is perfect he's probably going to make an appearance in the next one um but, no, I think they really did a good job with him in, the, in Infinity War. Because what they're doing with that character is he's maturing. Like, the Hulk is growing up. He's gone from being basically an infant in the first Avengers, where he doesn't speak at all, or barely. Hulk smash, I believe, yeah. was his line. Yeah. But he's growing up, and he's becoming more intelligent. To a toddler in Ragnarok. Yeah, exactly. So... In the next movie, I could see him becoming more of a, a skilled fighter, maybe even. Because you have a lot of people there who are very adept in hand-to-hand combat that could like mold him into a better fighter. Because at this point, he's not beating Thanos with just raw power. A solid uh, world-breaker Hulk? Yeah. Which one? Is, is that the one in Ragnarok? Kind of? No. Or even so, another one we no, haven't this seen. Is, this is one you haven't seen. One that's supposed to be like extremely powerful. Mm. Like, I think he'd F up Thanos. 
But I think that's the direction they're going in, is that all the characters who are still alive are going to take on new personas, right? Or if they go back in time, I'm not really sure. But we've seen with Hawkeye, he's taken on the rogue persona, I believe this is that mantle. Ronin. Ronin? Ronin spelled R-O-N-I-N as opposed to R-O-N-A-N, like the villain. Oh, okay, okay. So. Regardless, he's taken on a new, <laughs> a new look to his character, and I feel like they're all leveling up, kind of, to like a... I have never watched Dragon Ball Z, but a Super Saiyan persona, hey. possibly. Yeah, Not bad, eh? Majin Buu. So, yeah, that's what we're going to see, I think, in Endgame. And uh, I feel like that's all the speculation we can really get into for now. And I think that all that's left to say is that MCU later after this, basically, for those characters. That's the end game. <laughs> I like that. One thing that I just thought of that would be a sick show for Disney Plus to make, The Black Order. We had a Are those very Thanos's henchmen. Mm-hmm. Yes, we had a very small but very good sample of them in Infinity Wars. Squidward was sick. He was sick. That I, guy, I hated that character though. He was good. You? But he was good, but I hated him. He sets the tone for the beginning of the movie. Yeah. That monologue that you want to have or that he has at the beginning of the movie sets the tone. Your humble abode. What no. is it? <laughs> My humble image bows before your grandeur, something like that. Yeah. I don't know the accent that he does, but no, he's a dope character. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'd like to see him have his own. Even if it's just like, they could even do more Thanos, man. They could do yeah, a Thanos I'd lo- I'd origin love to see story. A Thanos they could story. do a Thanos like on Titan, where he has his conflicts with his people, because you don't see anyone else, like any other of his people. So you don't know if they're all like big, like Thanos, right. are they all regular people? Like he's a freak. Is he a freak on their planet or are they all like that? <laughs> yeah. Like that's a supreme race. If, if that's what they are. Yeah. I think that's what they are. So that would be a cool thing to go into as well. Not necessarily saying that it's going to happen, but I'd love to see that though. More yeah. Thanos is more easy. But you, you, we also have to take into account of how long it takes to make these films, especially because these characters are all CGI. So imagine a series, hour-long episodes we'd hope for, right? Like 10 episodes a season. Like That's like 10 movies or five movies. It takes them so long. So I, I think they're going to stick to a route where it's going to be um, a lot more accessible and easy. Like with a Star-Lord kind of <laughs> series. I'm plugging Still that again. <laughs> We're not going to go over that again. But... Anyway, I think they have the budget for it. I'm pretty sure they've said it's going to be film quality budget, right? Like Kind of like HBO's doing with Game of Thrones. Right. But that's a topic for another podcast, and I think we'll leave it at that for now. So thanks a lot for joining me, boys. We'll uh, definitely catch up again. Basam, it was good to have you on the pod. A long uh, overdue, let's say, to have yeah, you on here. It was, uh, it was great being on the pod. Uh, also, if you'd allow me to plug my own pod. I guess I have no choice but to allow you to do so. So I run a podcast with a couple of buddies of mine called Tales from the 96 Camry. No spaces. You can find it on the iTunes podcast app and in SoundCloud. If you go to my Instagram at Isa underscore, it's in my bio. Check it out. It's funny. All right. It was great to have you on. And Diggy, it was great to have you on again. Always enjoy hearing your perspective on the MCU and other topics so it was great to have you on we'll have you on again no doubt thank you sir and i hope everyone has a good afternoon (laughs) all right well stay tuned for more episodes dropping every two mondays episode 13 should be out by december 31st to cap off my inaugural year 
doing the pod. So thanks a lot for listening, and I'll see you next time. Peace.